One of my favorite ways to unwind is by playing a game on my phone while I relax on the couch. And June's Journey is my new favorite as it combines several of my favorite things, finding hidden items, decor and design, and solving a murder. In June's Journey, you dive into June's captivating quest to uncover a scandalous hidden family secret while discovering the truth behind the unexplained death of her sister. As you uncover clues, you also get to build your own island estate with expansive gardens and beautiful buildings. You get to collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. You get to chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. You'll even get the chance to play in a detective league to put your skills to the test. So can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. This episode contains adult themes and is not appropriate for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, the world. This is They Will Kill, a true crime podcast. I'm Sadie Eck. And I am Courtney Eck. And it's Courtney's night. Yes. I hear it's a really gnarly one. It's very sad. This case is crazy and sad. And it took place in South Korea. So I'm just going to go ahead and apologize in advance for anything I get wrong. I tried to write everything down phonetically so that I won't get anything wrong. But <laughs> I can't make any promises. And I've definitely researched how to say these names. So enough of that but this is the unbelievably sad case of the missing frog boys tell me everything yeah so this case takes place in daegu south korea on march 26 1991 which was a public holiday they also had the first public election in 30 years coming up so everyone was preoccupied with how it would turn out and it was all anyone could talk about the first public election in 30 years. In 30 years. Big wow. turning point for the country. Yes. Right. So since it was a holiday, school was out for the day and the weather was beautiful. So five boys decided to spend the day together and have some sort of adventure. 13-year-old Wu Chiawon, 12-year-old Cho Ho Young, 11-year-old Kim Yong Gyu, and 12-year-old Pak Chan-yin, and 9-year-old Kim Jong-sik were the absolute best of friends and one of their fathers described them as, quote, closer than brothers. That's too many boys. Five of them. No. They all lived in the same neighborhood with their houses arranged in a circle so they could literally walk outside and be together. And so they hung out constantly. Oh, I want that in my life. It's so it's so adorable that it, I can't, this story, I cannot take this story. I am so sorry in advance for the story, you guys. On the day in question, the five musketeers, as they were sometimes called, met up and set off for a day of fun together. Wu Zhongyu was Wu Qiao's father and said he received a call from his son's Taekwondo Academy inquiring about Wu Qiao because he hadn't shown up for his lessons that afternoon. He set off to his neighbor's homes as all of the boys took Taekwondo together and quickly learned that none of their sons had attended their class that afternoon, and all five boys were missing. No. The parents questioned other kids in the neighborhood, and one of the friends of the boys said that he had seen them earlier that day and said they had set off to collect salamander eggs. So the parents knew they would have gone to Mount Warion, which is a mountain range behind the local high school. So the parents set off together to search for their sons, assuming they had gotten lost or lost track of time together. They searched well into the night, and when there was absolutely no sign of the boys, they filed a police report. I just can't imagine. Salamander eggs, court. Five boys. You're just no. like, what? Your kid's gone too? Like, what is happening? No. Do you, I mean, you remember that I have two boys and that I have raised, right? Like, what are you doing to me? Yeah, well, get ready, because this story is, like, beyond your worst nightmare times 4,000. Oh, Lord. Some of the boys were their family's only children. Shan Yin's father, Park, said, quote, In some ways, we were dependent on him. 
He never gave us any trouble, and he was almost too sincere. Kim was also, quote, very close to his only son, Yong Yu. Quote, we tried to give him all the love he deserved, and he loved us back. He said, he was very bright and cheerful. He had a great personality. Quote, my son came back to get a thicker jacket, recalled another father, Wu. Quote, I asked him where he was going, but he never really answered. He just said he was going to play outside. The police, in all of their infinite wisdom, assumed the five very young boys were simply runaways and encouraged the parents to wait and see if they came home. No, 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 no. Yep, yep. They reassured the parents that their five missing children had simply lost track of time and would eventually return home, so they should go about their days and they would be home soon enough. No, uh, five. There are five missing boys under the age of 13, and they were like, it's fine, they'll come back. (laughs) They just lost track of time. Wow. Yep. It should be a national emergency, right? Like five missing boys need to... All Shut hands the on world deck. Down. Yes. Oh. All hands on deck. Like nobody sleeps. Nothing happens until we find these five boys. Young Yu's father said he had a dream. Quote, it was pouring. My son was right outside the door. He peeked inside, but without a word, he was gone. I ran after him, calling his name, but he wouldn't even turn to look back. <sighs> Two entire days. Mm-mm. went by with no sign of the boys and word started to spread around the community that five boys had gone out to play and had vanished without a trace. Two days. Sadie, it's this, it, it, there are no words for this case. It just gets so much worse. I mean, I cannot handle not knowing where my kid is if in two, for two minutes. No. Two days? Two entire five days. boys just yep. are gone and it's like, oh well. Yep. They'll come back once they figure out what time it is. Yep. A week later, Mm-mm. the case was all over the news Mm-mm. in the entire country, and news reports claimed that they had been catching frogs, and so the five boys were given the nickname the Frog Boys. People wondered if they had simply gotten lost and were stuck somewhere and unable to return home, or if something unimaginable had happened to them. But they're searching now for them, correct? Kind of. Oh, God. Barely. Not really. No, I know. Three days after the Frog Boys went missing, the Kim family received a call from a man that they didn't recognize. He claimed that he had the boys and said, quote, I have the boys. They are all suffering and two are very ill. Mr. Kim went with the other parents and the police to the Daegu station where the caller had instructed them to go with a ransom. They waited for an hour for the kidnapper to appear, but no one ever arrived. It was later confirmed that the phone call had been a prank call, and there was no kidnapper after all. Despite the amount of time that had passed and the false kidnapping call, the police continued to insist that the five boys had simply run away. I'm going to freak out. I know. It's a, it's a big old freak out. Is, this is grounds for freak out. Later, the chairman of the National Organization of Missing Children claimed that the police never really actively investigated the case, which is absolutely mind-boggling. Once the media started reporting widely about the boys' disappearances, the police did start to make slightly more of an effort to look into it, but not nearly to the extent that they should have, considering five young boys were missing. So, what year are we again? 1991. This whole time I was thinking we were like in the 60s. No, 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 no. This is like a modern story. This is a modern story. I mean, to us, because we were born in the 80s. 80s, Right. This feels very, no, recently enough that there's no excuse. Wow. Okay. And I don't know enough about South Korea. Like, yeah. Is this how it is? For we'll get into 90s? it a little okay. bit more. Yeah, they they were definitely behind the times, and I think the under the regime that they were under at the time, you know, there was a lot of like sort of fear and restriction and stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, police were less likely to get involved in something like this. But regardless, it's five little children, little boys are missing, 
and they're just they just didn't want to deal with it they just could not be bothered wow i cannot imagine no no the parents were absolutely fucking frantic oh i can't i can't imagine no so the five parents appeared on a show called The Square of Public Opinions, where they clearly expressed their frustration with the police and their total lack of attention to their son's disappearances. Pak Chanyin's father said that it was clear to him that the police were only interested in closing the case as quickly as possible and were avoiding a full investigation, as that would have likely led to months or years of work. God forbid. Right. During the program, a phone call came in live on air, and Kim Young-sik's mother claimed it was her son's voice on the call, which elated the parents and viewers of the show. Their excitement wouldn't last long, however, as that call was also verified to be a prank. What is wrong with people? Yeah. There is a very, very, like, you will get into hell, and they're like, door number one, people who prank the victims of missing and murdered children or individuals in general right this way straight into the worst part of hell for you and it happens all the time like every story we cover i feel like there's some sort of prank going on for these victims yeah especially when they're missing and you like give them that false hope that is that's so they're like they we have built a new hell that is beyond hell for you because there is not enough hell in hell for people like you because that is truly awful Regardless, the public outcry was strong after the show aired, and so police did become more active in the case as a result. The president of South Korea at the time finally ordered an official search of Mount Waryong, and 300,000 police and volunteers descended upon the mountain to search, and officials created a special unit that was specifically dedicated to just searching for the missing boys. Finally. Finally, but like, uh, okay, yeah. too yeah, late. We're- Way too late. Way, way, way too late. These boys are gone. Evidence is destroyed. It is way too late. There was also a reward issued for 42 million won, or $35,000, for the safe return of the five boys. This reward was collected by local schools and civic organizations, just in case you thought the authorities did something (laughs) helpful. Searches of Mount Waryong lasted for more than a year, and the volunteers and authorities would ascend the mountain in lines and beat down the tall grass along their paths, looking for any sign of the frog boys. Despite the massive effort, not one clue about the boys' whereabouts was ever uncovered, and after a couple of years, interest in the case fizzled, and the country moved on, leaving the families devastated and hopeless. How do you just completely lose five boys? I That is a very, very excellent question. Even in a country that's not trying that hard to find these boys, like you still, somebody, find, there's something, you know? Right, would find somebody something. saw something or saw something. Or, or like, there's a piece of evidence or there's a something. I guess that in by the end, there was like 500 like false leads that ended up coming through, but still nothing. Quote, the police looked for any evidence they could find, but by then there was just no point in searching because there were no traces left. The police were just following orders, so they pretended to do something, said one of the fathers. We, the parents, meant nothing to them. Without the support of authorities, all five fathers of the boys quit their jobs and made the search for their sons their full-time focus. Wow. Yep. How? I don't know. (laughs) Wow. I don't know. They spent their time past... Well, they all went into like extreme debt. I do know that. Well, yeah. Right. They spent their time passing out pamphlets, questioning people, and driving a rented truck around the entire country with a billboard on the side that had photos of the boys and the words, quote, please help find our missing boys printed below. The only person who didn't abandon their cause was the chairman of the National Organization of Missing Children, who was quoted saying, quote, Young Gyu's father looked pale and his face was turning blue. He was hooked on sleeping tablets. We realized that even this strong man was losing his health after a while. Mm-hmm. Seeing the fathers become weaker like that, I couldn't turn my back on them. The father said he couldn't fall asleep because he was thinking of his son, quote, I was scared that I may encounter my son in my dreams. 
I felt hopeless as a parent, he said. I couldn't see the point in living anymore. Oh my God, Courtney. We're not done, Sadie. We're not done. My heart is so broken. I know. During media events that were held to try to keep attention on the missing boys, the chairman noticed some strange men in the audience, as well as some suspicious men who were well-dressed and always stood in the back of the room. He finally spoke to one of the men who gave him his business card, which was simply a name and a phone number, but no other identifying information like a business name or address. He would later learn that the men were from an intelligence agency and they claimed to be protecting the families, but it seemed that their presence was much more sinister and they were looking for evidence that the families were responsible for the boys' disappearances. You're kidding me. Nope. They followed the families constantly, knew their schedules, and would sometimes go to their homes. No. Quote, they even sent people to our homes and reported everything to their bosses. Oh my God. Who on earth treats the parents of missing children like this? Instead of suspecting us, they should have been searching for the kids. What Park is said. happening? Yep. What okay, they did so- to us was absurd. <laughs> like... <laughs> Uh, okay, so it's one thing for one family to, like, have whatever, they kill their child. Yeah. It would be a whole other thing to, to somehow put together five families that are willing to, for whatever reason, kill disappear. all five of their children. Like, what are you thinking? Yeah. This is, this is just... Yep. I gotta go. I can't <laughs> anymore. I'm so Court. sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but... I'm sure you can it's understand true. why I had to cover right. this case. Yes. WT hack, you guys. Like, wow. what is this case? It's crazy. I've never heard of anything like it. Five right. children at one time go completely missing. The police cannot be bothered. And then basically stalk the families after they do nothing. They're no. like, oh, let's get something on them. No, just go out and find the killers. These parents had nothing to do with it. Right. After three years, the public and media had completely lost interest in the case, and the fathers felt like they weren't getting any closer to finding their sons, so knew they had to go back to work to provide for their families while they hoped for a miracle. Two years later, a psychologist from the United States named Kim Garwan claimed he had studied the case extensively and knew where the boys were. He said that they were buried in the backyard of Jung Sik's home and claimed that his father was responsible for their disappearance because he was the only one who didn't have a solid alibi for the three hours after the boys went missing. Stop it. I swear this is happening. The other parents were very skeptical, but there weren't really any criminal psychologists in South Korea at the time, so the parents were more swayed by his assertions than they would have been otherwise. Which, again, this is part of the problem. There wasn't criminal psychologists. There were forensics, really, at the time. They didn't have a real system for, like, follow-up with forensic teams. Like, sure. the police, you know, didn't have proper training for forensics. None of that existed in South Korea in 1991. So, desperate for any answers, they insisted on digging up the yard while the media filmed but of course found nothing because it would be real fucking hard to kill your son and his four friends and then successfully bury them in your backyard in under three hours. Seriously, surrounded by concerned parents of the children that you just killed. Yep. Yes. That's not something that would have happened. But yeah. And I guess like the the filming of the digging of the yard like the father was just like wailing beside himself he was just so devastated they ruined his house he was like under suspicion all of the stress of all of these years of not knowing where his son was he ended up like running off because he was so distraught by what happened it was just fucking terrible no i just can't handle it tragically young Sik's father died of cancer five years later and just one year after that 11 years after five boys vanished into thin air, on September 26, 2002, hikers on Mount Waryong stumbled upon shoes and clothing that looked like they belonged to children. No. Soon after, they made a truly gruesome discovery when they came across some human bones. 
Authorities were called in and five sets of remains were uncovered, but the bones were massively deteriorated, so it was impossible to confirm the identities of the remains or the true cause of death, but it was presumed that they were the five boys who had gone missing on the mountain a decade earlier. The families were able to positively identify the clothing and a set of dental braces, uh, and they did, in fact, belong to their sons, so they were positive that the remains were their missing children. Quote, My vision became blurry and I started to cry. It was hard to believe that my son was buried here, but I had to, one of the fathers said. Quote, About 30 minutes later, we all became quiet. I realized that my relationship with my son was over. Quote, we were filled with guilt. It was so depressing to realize what worthless parents we were, said mm. Kim. We were unable to relieve the spirits of our children. Oh, that's so sad. Yep. Yes. One of the boy's sweaters was knotted in a way that would have been impossible for him to do by himself. And his pants and shoes were also found, quote, flipped up over his shoulders, which I don't entirely know what that means. But the sweater, I did see a photo, his sleeves were like knotted together. So he wouldn't have been able to do it himself without, you know, like taking the sweater off. Right. Another bizarre sweater was still like they on him. Okay. Yep. Another bizarre detail was that a used bullet casing and three unused bullets were found when they unknotted the sleeve. Whoa. They fell out. Yeah. Police called in forensic experts, and one of the experts on the scene reported that he witnessed police making numerous mistakes in handling the remains and evidence. They didn't block off the surrounding area, and they grouped the bones together in ways that didn't make any sense. Oh, God. Quote, when the parents arrived, there was already a group of people who had gathered to see the bodies. No. Remembered Wu, who was one of the fathers. No. Quote, the police were organizing the long bones and skulls together, which was ridiculous. An expert would have arranged the bones together as one complete body. Right. So for around two or three hours, the police were making many mistakes. Why? Kim who had, quote, already cried so much by then, said, quote, how dare they treat the bones like this, arranging them in piles, then calling us to look at them and ask us whether this is our child or not. We couldn't do anything, so we became angry. I can't imagine. Like, it... <laughs> I know. like even to bring them to the scene. Like, there's yeah. no reason. Take pictures no. of the clothing they found, and no. that's all. Yeah, and, and to get them... there and have like other people no. have gotten there sooner. I don't know if they were, you know, more police or just members of the public or, you know, whoever. But to get there and not be able to just have a fucking moment with your children. No. And then to have the police just sort of piling up their bones. Oh, God. No, it's it's just oh, so awful. Beyond comprehension. He also said, quote, the police have the law on their side. As parents, we had no power. As a result, it was almost impossible to determine a cause of death. The remains were found huddled together. So initially, police determined that the boys had simply died from dehydration and hypothermia, as it had been cold and wet the night they disappeared, and they assumed they'd simply gotten lost and died in the elements. Skeptics and the boys' families disputed this claim as the mountain is just over a mile from Daegu, so it would have been unlikely that they wouldn't have been able to find help even if they'd somehow gotten lost. The Korean Alpine Federation, who are experts in mountainous areas and dense forests, came in to assist in the investigation, and the man who led the investigation for the organization said he was completely convinced that the boys had been murdered, despite the police claims that they had simply gotten lost. The area where the boys were found wasn't even 300 feet from the street? And if the oh, boys God. had been caught in a rainstorm, it would have only taken them five minutes to run home. What? Yes. Okay. No, yeah. it's, a, it's a mountain, but it's not a mountain. They're not on Mount Hood. You know? Right. Like, no. 
Yes. They're in town, basically. They're just slightly outside of town, technically on a mountain. Seems like this was a place they frequented. They were there all the time. Yeah. So they're not going to just like get spin around in circles and then realize that, you know, like, no. Yeah. No. Had they been further up or like on the other side of it or something, I could see. But they were. Or two years old or something. Absolutely. But they were, they were where they always were. And everyone knew where to look for them because they were there all the time and all he had to say is salamander eggs and they're like okay we'll go to the mountain you know it was like not a thing right i'm surprised that no one found them sooner well it seems that their bones were buried we'll get to that okay yeah they weren't out in the open so from their vantage point they would have been able to see and hear the city so it was highly unlikely that they were lost if they indeed died from exposure where the remains were found. They also spent a lot of time in the area, like we just covered, mm-hmm. so would have had no problem finding their way home, especially considering there were five of them to help right. problem solve. You know, the oldest was 13 years old. He's old enough. They're all old enough. The youngest was nine, which is young, but not so young that he wouldn't have known how to get home. Yeah, my seven-year-old, almost eight-year-old would oh absolutely God. be able to figure out how to get to a road 300 meters away or, feet yeah. or however long. <laughs> feet, like, 300 feet, yes. <laughs> right, yeah, no, he could, he, he's fully capable. Yeah, I can put your kid in a car and he can get me to Indianapolis, like, with no my problem. memory. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It also seems that their bones were buried, like I just said, so, quote, when a corpse is on top of the dirt, it rots or animals come up and rip up the body, which means the bones would have been separated, said the head of the forensics team. However, the bones were all buried, which means that someone killed them and meticulously hid them, so we need to figure out why, and we couldn't. Also, you know, people searched the mountain a bazillion times, so had they been out in the elements, they would have been found immediately. Right. The parents would have found them immediately. Right. You know, upon further investigation, there was evidence of trauma found. Big surprise. Right. One of the boys' skulls had holes on either side, and three of the other boys had marks on their skulls that it was later determined were likely made with metal objects, quote, possibly a tool of some kind. Soil analysis of the area under where the boys were found showed that they had died in the location where their remains were found, but the parents believed that they were murdered elsewhere and then relocated to the area where they were found. Otherwise, they would have been found during the many intensive searches of the mountain. But forensics team said that they were buried, so the consensus is that they were buried. Three other empty bullet shells were located near the remains, but authorities claimed that they were not related to the boys' murders. There was a military base located about a thousand feet from the area, so police claimed that the shells must have come from their shooting range, and there were reports that an officer had emptied his gun of its bullets in the area by firing off a round. That officer was never identified. Weird. Yeah. One of the boy's friends had claimed that the day the boys went missing, he heard a gunshot followed by a scream coming from the mountain, and he stuck to his story over the years, but no investigation to the claim was ever made. And he told them that in the beginning. Was this military base there the whole time? Yes. Okay. So, of course, there are several theories about what happened to the five boys who went looking for frogs and never returned home. One of the most widespread theories is that the military had something to do with their deaths, as there was a military base so close to where they were found, and the military bullet casings were found near their bodies. That was confirmed that those were military bullets. Did an officer accidentally shoot one of the boys and then kill the others to cover it up? An accidental shooting seems unlikely, though, because even though one of the boys had holes on either side of his skull, there were no bone fractures, which is a telltale sign that the injury was made by a bullet. Hmm. The police never investigated members of the military, despite rumors swirling about their involvement for years. And if you look up, like on Reddit, or you go anywhere and read about, everyone is convinced that it was the military. And there is a Netflix special or a documentary on this that I was planning to watch, but then got food poisoning. So that set me back quite a bit. But I did read that in that documentary, the military said a lot of very strange things to the family, including something about how 
They believed that the family would be given magical powers to learn who had killed their children. Wow. Yeah. So that's weird. (laughs) Yeah. That's fucking strange. Yeah. But it does make sense that somebody from the military... So on the day, it was a national holiday... So one of the arguments is that they nobody was there shooting, but commissioned officers could go to the range and shoot on their off time. Mm-hmm. So there is a chance that a commissioned officer had been shooting on the range and had either encountered the boys and like, you know, accidentally shot one of them or intentionally shot one of them or, you know, like... Everyone thinks it was the military, though. That's like the sort of resounding theory was that they had right. something to do with it. Especially because the police were so hesitant to investigate. So one reporter speculated that the boys were kidnapped by a mentally ill individual, but there isn't really anything to back up the claim. Quote, one child had his clothes turned inside out, which could mean the culprit covered his eyes with the clothes, then murdered the children by hitting their heads with some type of weapon, said the head of the forensics team. Quote, many experts assumed that this was done by a psychopath. And if it were a psychopath, there should have been other cases like this, but there never has been a similar case either before or after. Despite the claim that there hasn't been a similar case, someone on Reddit pointed out that the serial killer, Lee Chun Jae, was convicted in 2019 and confessed to killing around 10 to 15 women and young girls and raping many others between 1986 and 1991. The Frog Boys were murdered just a couple of days before one of his victims was killed, just 10 hours away, and he was known to mostly strangle his victims with their own clothes. Oh. So, not any boys or men in his repertoire as far as we are aware, but he wasn't that far away, and he was a serial killer. So. Right. He could have stumbled upon the boys alone in the mountains and decided to just, well, here they are. I'm just right. going to go Might for as it. Well. Mm-hmm. Right. So the families eventually filed a lawsuit against the police department for, quote, having not done their jobs properly by, mm-hmm. for example, botching evidence at the crime scene. And the lawyer who filed the case says that there's a huge conspiracy surrounding the case. He thinks that one of the boys was accidentally killed and the four others were then killed to cover it up. He said, quote, we had three trials and we lost them all. Mm-mm. The judges didn't arrive at any verdict that directly pinned the blame on the police. How can that be their final judgment? Quote, the police or the government should have set up a comprehensive police investigation team. They should have tried to find out the cause, whether it involved the military base or not they should have investigated further. He said it was a, quote, dangerous time during the President Roe's military-backed rule and power resided with a, quote, rigid hierarchy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So two years after the boys were found, the families were finally able to have a funeral for them. Quote, at that moment, I finally realized that it was all real, said Park. The hearse was covered with chrysanthemums. Somebody donated the flowers. I felt very grateful. At least we sent them away properly. Ugh, this part. Quote, the parents took the ashes to the Nakdong River so their children could, quote, float away into the Pacific Ocean. Park added, quote, they died together, so we wanted them to play together in the afterlife. Yep. I'm almost done. (laughs) (laughs) The remaining parents of the murdered boys continue to search for answers and say that the police have softened to them over the years. And as their methods have advanced, they've become more sympathetic to the families. Park said, quote, my life is almost over anyway. I've been patient until now. I can wait a little longer to see Chan in. Nothing so far has healed their hurt. Quote, Yang Yu was a good child, said Kim. Now that her children are all gone, I feel as if the sky is falling and my heart is breaking. Wu wrote something for his son and the other, quote, lovely sons. Quote, 
It's said that when your parents die, you bury them in the ground. But when your children die, you bury them in your heart. He said, quote, I thought I could forget you after seeing you return to dust, but I miss you even more as time goes by. <sighs> yep. And that, my darling listeners, I'm so sorry to report, is the unbelievably sad case of the missing frog boys. I hate cold cases, and I hate this one most of all, but I just couldn't not do it because WT heck. What the fuck happened to those boys? And why do some families have to be tortured like that oh my god i just like what what the what it's inconceivable oh why yep it seems most likely that there was some sort of something involving the military or some acts horrible accident gone wrong Mm -hmm. i mean the military makes the most sense because it would have had to have been like a group of people that found the boys and roughed them up and something bad happened. But if there's multiple people and they're not in the military, they would have been caught in my opinion. Right. right? Yeah. Like somebody, somebody would have, have said something. Yes. yes. Yeah. But if it's military, it'd be a hell of a lot easier to cover it up. And it would also explain why the police were like, it's fine. They just ran away. We're just going to like stall until all evidence has been destroyed and there's nothing we can do. And it's too late. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, to be able to dig a grave quick enough and to be able to, you know, it seems like even though enough time passed, like plenty of time, but, you know, still, it would have taken a lot of work Yeah, to dispose of all the boys and... Yeah, tons of work. (sighs) It would have taken like a concerted effort. And if the police are walking people past this area, like a police, a police person knows to look for a grave of five boys huddled together. Like you would, you would see that. Like you would know, even if you don't have like an incredible forensics team, you would know. The ground is cleared. Yes. But if you're purposefully walking by it over and over and over again and probably just trampling over it and bringing everybody through it so that it's like now it's not recognizable what a perfect way to cover up a mass grave by yeah bringing like three hundred thousand volunteers military and police people came through the area over a year so yeah and they seemed like well-behaved boys that probably would have listened to an adult anyway yep but it would also because they weren't necessarily shot that we know of right it would have also been hard to corral like once the boys knew what was happening yeah to keep all five of them together under control would have been really hard to i imagine yeah unless it was more than one adult most likely Mm -hmm. yeah yep i also wonder how i can't imagine it was super easy to get a gun in south korea in 1991 i don't know that for sure but it doesn't Mm -hmm. seem likely that some random stranger you know, would be able to do exactly that. Like, right. keep five boys under control while without a gun, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But. Oh, I hate it. Regardless, I... that actually happened. That actually Good happened Lord. to people. That is a true story. And those five boys went missing at the same time. What? That is, I can't, Mm-mm. I cannot wrap my mind around it. I have come across that story quite a few times and I always skip over it and now I know fully why. Yeah. Well, (laughs) when I found it, I was like, why have not that many people covered it? And I think one of the things is the pronunciation, but I think Mm -hmm. another thing is because it's just so sad. It's just like how, yeah, I've been avoiding it for a very long time. I've had it on my list for a very, very long time and I've just kept like, (sighs) but today was the day. So yeah. There you have it, guys. So Here's... sorry, everybody. Yeah. So Courtney s- did this to us. It's retribution for that train story. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's yeah. just a story that needs to be told because Absolutely. it's still not solved. Yeah, what 100%. The heck? What do what you all heck? think happened? I'm yeah. also curious about the holes in the boy's skull. Like, mm-hmm. how do you get two holes? Like, what would cause that? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, unless it was like a hit and then he hit the ground too hard or something. I don't know. 
Or maybe it was a bullet and it just didn't fracture properly. Or maybe it fractured, but they just couldn't tell because the bones were so deteriorated. Right. Who knows? I mean, and maybe they just got there because some dumb police officer, like, dropped the skull accidentally. Right. You know what I mean? Like, there's just no way to know at that point. No way to know. Mm-mm. So I'm so sorry for them. I Like, mm-hmm. we have told some really terrible stories on this podcast but that one is just right on up at the top yeah i would agree with you it's hard and we keep saying that but it's like god the things that people are capable of are remarkably awful yep yep so now to transition from the one of the worst tales we've ever told and one of the saddest things I've ever heard of in my entire life to name time. You guys up for some name time? I think we <laughs> know. Is that palate cleanser? Seriously. Don't you think? I believe so. Mm-hmm. If you're new to the podcast, well, there are a lot of you are, and you are this is your first time coming to name time, go back to the Charlotte Grabby episode if you want to know what the fuck we're talking about when I start reading off goofy names <laughs> and fun names and beautiful names and interesting names. But this... My dear listeners, is name time. It's name time! Uh, last time I didn't read all of them, and that was a big fucking mistake, because now I have thousands, literally oh. thousands upon thousands of great <laughs> names for you today, so we're just going to get through all of them so that I don't make the same mistake twice. <laughs> I do believe this is a first, or a last name. Furbush. Jay Z. Or maybe it's a first name, Jay Z. Sometimes I don't remember the context. I think either it's a first name or a last name, Jay Z, which I would be very I happy to have it. either the first name, J A Z Y, one word, but I would pronounce it Jay Z, and I would be so happy that that was my name. Um, so somebody works in the hospital and newborns are listed with their last name and baby B for boy or second twin and G for girl. For example, if you had a baby before giving them their official name, it would come up to us as Ek, comma, baby B. Mm-hmm. And this week we have Moo, comma, baby, Yum, comma, baby, Dyke, comma, baby. <laughs> oh my God. Twins named Devon and Devon. Uh-huh. Try to keep those two straight. Good. Yeah, right. Good luck. <laughs> also, Jack and Jill. <sighs> Come on, parents. Do it. I Do fully it. support that. <laughs> I don't know what Jack and Jill. Yeah, sounds great. Seems fine. Um, last names this week for the same same listener. Gasaway. <laughs> yes. Falfuck. F A L F U K Falfuk Falfuk. No matter how you say it, it's rules. Mm-hmm. Bunyan and <laughs> the best ever last name, better than pancake. Yippee! <laughs> <laughs> how is that spelled? Yeah, Y I P P I E. Yippee! <laughs> Yippee! <laughs> We've got the name Chicky Daddyo. <laughs> Whoa! Yes. We've got the name. Oh, this is a taco place in Portland. Tight Taco. Yeah. Portland. What are you doing over there, guys? Mm -hmm. Somebody's name is Daisy Squirts. (laughs) Poor Daisy. Yep. (laughs) We've already talked about Erica Boner. (laughs) (laughs) Or if you think of it like a magician's fake flower, that's a Daisy Squirt, too. It's true. Good point. Yep. There's a Peter Tinkle, because of course there is. <laughs> There's a Scarlet Jade, because Ooh. of... Yeah. There's a River Corkery. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and a Gabriella Chopper. <laughs> oh, my God. Somebody lives in my town named Jay Slutskin. <laughs> Whoa. <Whoa-wha. laughs> yes. I must have found that one, but I already forgot where. Wow. Oh, we have a somebody on TikTok like follows us, and they're I think commented too. Their name is Cooter Fruit sixty nine. So if you are listening, Cooter Fruit sixty nine, <laughs> you have the best TikTok name I have ever come across. That's Congratulations, amazing. Cooter Fruit sixty nine. I really hope you're listening to the podcast. God, somebody had an R in college named Katie Labady. <laughs> <laughs> 
and how that this opens up a whole nother like rhyming, rhyming names shit. love rhyming baby. names and there's a salon in that person's town called heretics die for your beliefs <laughs> <laughs> wow. d-y-e they took it all the way wow last name man beavers <laughs> Whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah. There's a wiener cutoff road in Arkansas. Oh, no. Somebody had a bad day. Somebody had a swim instructor going up named Shawnee Duck. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. They also had, knew a family of girls growing up whose last name was Stone, and two of the daughters were named Diamond and Copper. And then they wrote, Copper is not a stone as far as I'm aware. <laughs> Not sure if Diamond is either, come to think of it. LOL. <laughs> I love when people email their stream of consciousness like this. Yes. I do that, and I love that. Yes. Um, okay. There's a place called Woy Woy. <laughs> W-O-Y-W-O-Y. Apparently, okay. UK comedian Spike Milligan lived there. This person sent a bunch of names and they kind of smooshed together. So I'm just going to read them as best as I can tell. They are supposed to be read. There's a foul bay. <laughs> okay. I think that this is banana. Wolo, Wolo, Montana or mountain. <laughs> MT. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. Banana. Wolo, Molo. I don't know what that is. I think it's Mount Buggery. Useless loop. <laughs> man nan gang tang <laughs> what man and gang tang nowhere else and come by chance i think these are all places all places where i live stop giving yes. people my address i live in wolo molo mulu wo wolo mulu <laughs> okay more places boomers bottom Bottom fancy, bottom hole, broad bottom, <laughs> funny knob creek, granny's gut, grassy bottom, long bottom, lovely bottom, mossy nipple bend, officer's bottom, <laughs> pensioner's bush, round bottom, shag head, stumpy's bottom, the butts, and tonger's point. <laughs> yeah, get up there in French. Everyone's French and on tonger's point. Uh, there's an attorney, April Maypenny Rains. Our Auntie Marilyn sent me that one just Ooh. now. Somebody worked with a woman named Princess who had a husband named Doctor. Cute. Neither one of them were those things. Their parents must have been brilliant. I agree. <laughs> Princess and Doctor. Seriously. First name Doctor fucking rules. <laughs> that's amazing. And that's it, you guys. That is wow. well done. Bravo. I know. 10,000. Like the... Yes. Bravo. Hooray. Hip, hip, hooray. Hip, hip, hooray. Hold you on my shoulders. Walk you around <laughs> everywhere because you produced the names. Thank you very you much for that, everybody. For it. You came and you conquered. You conquered <sighs> the names pile. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay, goodbye. That's it. Just kidding. Just kidding. We still have to shout out our Patreon supporters. I know. More names. All the names. All you the guys. Time, all the names. We have so many Patreon episodes, and they are full-ass, whole-ass episodes. And I've got to say... I have been using some of them for our TikTok episodes because they do very well on TikTok. And they yes. do very well on TikTok. People are blowing their minds out of their heads about these episodes. So that is to tell you that our Patreon episodes are as good, if not better. We're not giving mm -hmm. you some half-assed version of the main feed over on Patreon. In, in my opinion, if you're paying me money to do it, I'm going to do it better. So Yes, and I think I, that this will be... We'll do what, what do we want to say? One more episode at the regular, the old price? Yeah, $3 minimum. And then after this next episode, we're going to bump up the price a little bit. Not too much. Yeah. But you have over 100 episodes, yep. full ass episodes, really good stuff over there. I yeah. was doing the same thing looking through all of our old episodes to figure out, you know, what do we want to do? And I was like, God, there's some really crazy cases over there. So good. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, each 30 minutes of case, again, this yep. is some extra banter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Get to know us a little bit better. Mm -hmm. We're a little bit looser over there. And um, I was going to say something else. What was it? Oh, oh, if you cannot afford Patreon. 
but you want Patreon and you legitimately cannot afford it. Mm -hmm. We want people who are struggling financially to have nice things. So please reach out to us. We will sponsor you to have a free Patreon if that is the case. We know that our listeners are honest people. If you Mm -hmm. like us, you're one of us. And so we trust that you are not going to take advantage of that honor system. But please let us know. We are happy to gift you a a Patreon thing called a subscription. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we really are. Uh, So let us know and know that if you're supporting us, your money is going towards that as well. Yeah, that's exactly right. So speaking of smart people who support us thank you so much to brianna s brianna's the one of all the ones yes she is and she's fiery and she's fierce and her face glows with the light of all that she knows because she's brianna's (laughs) one and only gay all time I don't know what that word was that I just referred to as, but that's what you are. I love it. Yep. Thank you so much to Stephanie S. Stephanie's also on the path to greatness. Watch her flow and watch her fly from here up into the sky because she is unstoppable. She is unstoppable and she's all about being the best version of herself that she can be. And she bees that version impeccably <laughs> i feel like we're on like broadway shout outs oh i was thinking more like uh like in uh boogie nights where they're singing she's got the power what's that song <laughs> which was the theme song for transformers the movie yeah. she's got the touch that's what it is she's got the power whatever <laughs> that's what it feels like thank you so much to kim r kim remind me kim remind me why you're so intoxicating Mm. kim remind me when you walk into a room why do all of the heads turn kim remind me what it is about you that is unmatched unprecedented untouchable among amongst and around everyone else in the entire world kim remind me why you are those things each and every time i i would i really want to know kim i'm i'm waiting for kim to respond i am too because jesus i need to step up my game and kim is the one that can tell me how (laughs) pretty soon anytime now kim anytime now we're waiting we're waiting (laughs) thank you so much to jessica m Zika Montana Montana of all the things that I am and things that I want to be. She is a mountain of those things and here she be and she be until thee find her there and anywhere you find Jessica you will say This is fucking awesome <laughs> Yes that was a little meandry, but I think you get the point, Jessica. I yes. think you get the point. You're a mountain of fucking awesome. Fuck yes. Yeah, sometimes I just gotta let the spirit take me where it wants. And... That's right. Do it. One yep. more? Yeah, one more. All right. Thank you so much to Rosa M., who says here, don't send me stuff. The postage is crazy. Just wanted you to know I'm in Denmark. (laughs) (laughs) Exclamation point. That's all usually where the address would be. That's awesome. (laughs) It's amazing. Well, you might might get something anyway, Rosa, just for being Mm -hmm. so adorable. Also, real quick side note, uh, the people who sent us their addresses because they put sex gang reviews. I have not forgotten to, to send you stuff. Actually, I did forget it but a little bit, but I always remember it at weird hours, like when I'm going to bed. And I'm like, don't forget to send something tomorrow. And then I always forget. So I haven't officially forgotten. I just temporarily forget during the hours when you in, can do in stuff which about I can it. do something about it. Mm-hmm. So it's like Jonathan and one other person at this point. But that also means if you wrote a sex gang review and you have not claimed... 
your thing to get sent to you, it's not too late because I have not made that trip to the post office. Anyway, Rosa, this is not about that. This is about Rosa. Mm -hmm. Rosa Mm -hmm. is a flower. Rosa is a blossoming of all the power. Rosa is the one who comes from within and out she comes. And then the sun falls down upon the rest of us because Rosa is the one who has the power to make us all feel so much better because she is so beautiful and she is so special and she lives in Denmark. <laughs> cha cha cha. Thanks. <laughs> yes, did you hear it? My stomach's yes, growling, you guys. So I have food much. poisoning and I so I haven't really eaten in two days. I'm so glad your stomach's alive again and ready to oh. be fed. Yeah, it's good a good Lord. sign. It's a really yeah. good sign. And I'm like hungry. I always want yummy food, but I think I'm going to take it a little easy. One more one more round of yeah. pale foods for me. Def- definitely don't want to push it too hard. No, I never had food poisoning and I do not recommend it. I got a very yeah. mild case and it was even it was still like the worst my body has ever felt. Ugh. Anyway, we love you guys so Yes, we do. effing much and if you want to spend more time with us, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube at They Will Kill. You can go to our website, theywillkill.com, and you can always email us at theywillkillpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, please. Yes, please. And you guys did. We said, yes. hey, we've gotten a little bit of hate review lately. We got a couple more hate reviews, but mm-hmm. in counter to that we got a big fat pile of love reviews we love it yeah so the battle is on yes (laughs) yeah continue the love as we grow we're gonna get more negativity which we're prepared for but yes it's for our our ratings just if you love us please let us know yeah yes let apple podcasts also know (laughs) yes it it makes a difference to them and their algorithm and whatever and also i'm a leo i will work for compliments so the more you compliment me the longer i will be happy to do this podcast for you yep it's just that simple am similar (laughs) as a cancer i love to be loved yeah. And when someone hurts my feelings, then I get really sensitive. Not really. Yeah. And then what happens after that? Snappy claws come out. <laughs> <laughs> Cancers are not to be fucking trifled with. I would yeah, argue no, more than just about any other sign. Cancers are yikes. Mm-hmm. Watch your back, guys. <laughs> yeah. Sadie's going to figure out who WD19DDD on Apple Podcasts is, and you will be sorry. You're going to get pinched. Uh, thank you, AJ what Bruce. If you could track down one of our hate, hate reviewers and just could pinch them real hard and just run away. God, I would feel really Knock bad. on their door and just, uh, just give them a hard pinch. <laughs> what a weird assault. And then what if you got like a felony assault charge of just pinching someone real hard? Uh, it would be worth it. It would be because that would be very upsetting to get pinched real hard by a stranger <laughs> out of nowhere. I know. Well, yep. like, uh, thank you, AJ. Speaking of pinching, thank you, AJ Bergans, for your music. Thank you so much. We love it. Yep. And remember. Okay. Um, I think I wrote something down. Oh, I just want to know, you guys, if have you all had the re reboot of the Mexican pizza? Has everyone had oh, this? So good. Is everybody like fighting the urge every second of every day to get a fucking Mexican pizza? Can I tell you something really quickly that's really upsetting? Yes. So like literally two days before they were bringing the Mexican pizza back, my town tore their Taco Bell down. (gasps) Tore it down. (laughs) Yes. The Taco Bell that we grew up going to tore it down. God. One day they had the like parking lot blocked off and i was like oh they're repaving the parking no they're tearing it all down i just got chills i just got so we have to really be committed if we want the mexican pizza we have to like drive for it and it just is a huge bummer it's a huge problem but we have had one and it was delicious yeah the huge problem is that that thing is delicious again at the end of its reign it was not delicious Mm -mm, they made it so weird and bad for a while and I don't, I don't, they clearly changed up the formula before they took it off. 
And before they put it back on, they were like, we need to go back to the old formula. Mm-hmm. And I was like beginning, it was like how I'm like, I know Subway used to be delicious. I'm positive that Subway mm-hmm. used to be delicious, but it's so bad now that I'm like, there's no way that it's as delicious as I remember it being. And so I felt that way about the pizza. And now that the pizza's back, I'm like, oh, I knew it. I knew this used to be yeah. the best food on the planet. And it is. Yeah. Is anyone else struggling with that right now? <laughs> I know. I haven't. I've only had the one. And every yeah. time I've tried since then, they've been sold out. I've had and two. And I can't try very often because they tore my Taco Bell down. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. I've had two. And the second one, Jarrett, our friend, was over mm-hmm. and we were hungover. And I had it delivered. And oh it was still God. delicious. So If there good. are two of you, it's okay to have Taco Bell delivered. One yes. person alone at home, that is, there's no justification for having Taco Bell delivered. I don't know. I think that's when I would always get Taco Bell delivered. <laughs> I'm just saying this to my own self because I'm always like... To check yourself. Could I spend the $13 or whatever it is mm-hmm. after fees and t- tip and stuff to get $10 with a Taco Bell? And I'm like, I can't. But two of us, I'm like, yes, I can do it. <laughs> it's yes. justifiable. Anyway, yes. am I alone in this? Am I no. alone in my obsession? I don't think you are because they're constantly sold out. Yeah. Well, the only thing I'm obsessed with more is you guys. Heck yeah. Sexy baby people. Thank you for being here. Thanks for listening. We love and you. And endlessly. You. Yeah, we'll see you in a week or three days. It just depends on what yeah. your choices are. <laughs> yeah. Make the right choice. We'll see you then. That's right. We'll see we you later. We love you either way. Goodbye. 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 Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.